The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and turning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven. And to all the rest. Now, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen. Happy Easter. Easter. (laughs) Welcome to all of you this morning. It's so wonderful to be able to worship with you on Easter Day. Uh, Every time that I come to an Easter Day service or the vigil that we had the night before, I think about the fact that we are worshiping with so many others around the world, literally around the world. Christians everywhere are worshiping today and celebrating the resurrection of Christ. We also should remember that there is that great cloud of witnesses, those who have gone on before us and they, too, are celebrating with us this day. And so today we give thanks for the risen Christ. And remember, it is this day, it is this day, that is the spring of all hope of all Christians. Karl Barth, the Swiss theologian, said that people come to church with a question in their heart and in their mind, and that question is, is it true? Is it true that God became one of us, lived among us, experienced life as we experience it? Is it true that God loves us, that God could love me? Is it true that God somehow raised Jesus to new life after his death upon the cross? Is it true that my life might be transformed by the love of God in Christ? But we each have our own set of is it true questions, but we have to have a bit of silence in order to get away from the busyness going on in our heads and in our lives and stop for a moment and allow those questions to bubble up. I read something recently by a minister who had written about an experience he had where those questions started to bubble up for him. He was experiencing some difficulty with uh, leukemia, 
and it happened that he was in the hospital over Easter. He was preparing for a bone marrow transplant. He awoke early that morning, which reminded me a bit of the passage read from Luke, the women coming to the tomb early in the morning. And sometimes it's early in the morning or in the dead of night that all of these questions come up for us. And it was early in the morning on Easter Day, and he realized that in the past he had always been with the congregation, preaching and encouraging them to live the Christian life, and especially as they gave acclamation to the risen Christ. He wrote this, Celebrating Easter alone in a hospital room was a sobering experience. Rather than than delivering a sermon to inspire a congregation to live the victorious Christian life, I was in a hospital bed, pondering the truth of the message that I had been preaching for 19 years. I reached within and asked myself, did I really believe what I had been preaching, or was I merely echoing back a hope that I had heard? And then he goes on to write this. When you stand at the door of the unknown, you want to know beyond a doubt that there really was an empty tomb. You want to know that while it is still dark, the hope is really true. Well, I don't know about you, but I resonate with that. I think we all have doubts, and I believe that doubt is the beginning of believing. I think it's in asking the questions and wondering that we really grow deeper in our faith. And I know that for many of us this is true, But I think we are surprised to realize that it was probably true for the disciples as well. The account we have of the resurrection in Luke gives just the bare essentials. It begins at dawn as the women go to the tomb to prepare Jesus' body for a proper burial. Uh, You'll recall that when they took him down from the cross, it was approaching approaching the uh, Sabbath day. So they didn't have much time to properly prepare the body. So the women come early in the morning on what we would call Sunday with all the spices that they're going to use to prepare his body. But when they get to the tomb, they are shocked to find that the stone that had sealed the tomb has been rolled away. And so they go in and when they enter it and look around, they see that there is no body. It's hard to imagine how shocked they must have been and what must have gone through their minds as they surveyed that situation and realized that the body of Jesus was not there. And just then, two men in dazzling clothing appeared to them, and they were terrified, and they put their heads to the ground. I think any one of us would have been terrified if two men in dazzling clothing appeared. (laughs) So it's pretty reasonable. And these men then started to talk to them. And one of them apparently said, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. And then they go on to talk to them about all the ways in which Jesus had told them and the disciples what was going to happen. Jesus had, in fact, told his disciples exactly what was going to happen to him. But for whatever reason, maybe perhaps because they had an idea of a different kind of Messiah, a Messiah that would restore Israel and would overturn the Romans. But this Messiah that must suffer and then be resurrected, I'm not sure they even got to that part. 
They just could not believe it. They couldn't hear it. Well, as the women heard that, and then they realized, yes, we did hear Jesus say that, they were apparently just overjoyed. There are two things I want to uh, put in here that I think are very important for us to see. First is that there were women disciples, and there probably were uh, quite a number of them. And two of them at the tomb that day were disciples who had actually uh, supported Jesus' ministry. So that's important to know. The other thing is that the disciples often just didn't get it. Now, if you ever feel like it just doesn't make sense to you what you're hearing in church someday, the disciples were hearing it from Jesus and didn't get it. So it's, it's not always obvious to us. It's not always something that we can accept readily. And that was certainly the case with the disciples. So the women, realizing now what had happened, they return to the disciples and they tell them all that had happened to them and what they had seen and that Jesus was risen from the dead. And the disciples could not believe it. In fact, they said it was an idle tale. And the Greek that, uh, that underlies that uh, translation could actually be translated garbage or even worse. They completely discounted what the women were reporting. There was one exception. It was Peter. Peter seems to always be the exception. <laughs> Peter wanted to find out for himself. So he went to the tomb and he saw that it was indeed empty as all he saw there were the linen cloths that had covered the body of Jesus. And then scripture says he went home amazed. Every time I read that and it says he went home, I want to say, Peter, Peter, don't go home. Go back to the disciples. Tell them what happened. Share the good news. I think that's in there for a purpose. And I think the purpose might be that all of this was just too much to take in. It took some time to process all of that. Imagine someone who had been crucified in such a terrible way as Jesus was and then put in a tomb and then rising to new life. How could that be? So I think the disciples struggled greatly with that. And it was not an easy thing for them to believe that Jesus actually had risen from the dead. Well, this account is so sparse that I think to fill it in a little bit more and to get a bit more of the resurrection story, we have to go on to the next section in Luke. And this is an account of something that's very interesting. It seems that there were two of Jesus' followers that very same day, later in the afternoon, who were making their way from Jerusalem uh, to Emmaus. It's about a seven-mile walk. And while they're on their way, Jesus comes up alongside them, but they don't recognize him. And finally, he says to them, what are you talking about? They stop, Scripture says, and they look sad. And then Cleopas, one of the two, says to Jesus, who he doesn't recognize, how is it possible you don't know what happened in Jerusalem? Everybody knows about it. And then he goes on to tell him what happened to Jesus. It appears to me in, in the fact that the scripture says they stopped and that they looked sad, that they were in the same place that the other disciples were. Even though they have the account of the women, and they tell Jesus about that. 
even though they have that, they still can't believe that he could actually be alive. And then Jesus says to them, how slow of heart to believe. And he starts teaching them from the Holy Scriptures, all the things that point to him and to his ministry. And as he continues to teach to them, they take it in and they marvel at that. Well, they walk along, they're continuing on their way to Emmaus, and apparently Jesus looked like he was going to go on beyond them. And apparently they also enjoyed the conversation so much they invite him to go with them, perhaps to one of their homes. And while they're sitting at table preparing to eat, Jesus takes the bread, he blesses the bread, he breaks it, and he gives it to them. And they were amazed. It says their eyes were opened. And they realized that it was Jesus as they saw him breaking the bread. Jesus then disappears from them. And these two run back to Jerusalem and they tell the rest, we saw Jesus and we knew it was him. We knew it because we saw him in the breaking of the bread. Well, I think it's important for us to see that this encounter for the disciples was so important in terms of them having a real awareness of what had happened to Jesus, for them to be able to believe. For me, the most compelling evidence of the resurrection is the way the disciples were changed from that small group who were gathered and who were so frightened. And in one place in Scripture, it said that they locked the door because they were so afraid of the authorities. They went from being so scared that they could not even do anything after the, after the crucifixion to suddenly become these brave people who gave their lives literally in order to found the church, the church of which we are a part today. I think that is the clearest evidence that Jesus did indeed rise from the dead. And it was their encounter with the living Christ that made the difference in terms of their belief. Well, in a few moments, we will gather around this altar and we will celebrate the presence of Christ with us. And when you come here, whether you are here every Sunday or if you're here today as the first time visitor or if you come from another tradition and especially if you come from no tradition at all, you are welcome here. You are welcome to join with us gathered around this altar as we break bread together. And in the breaking of the bread, we will experience the living Christ. Amen. Amen.